Welcome back to Real Talk with Real People. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline Bathia Jones. Um, I hope you guys are doing okay while we are sheltering in place. So this is a different type of a podcast today. In fact, I'm going to call this my shelter in place podcast within a podcast. I call it a podcast within a podcast because I'm going to feature the podcast that I did earlier in the week with my husband, um, Alvin Jones Sr. In fact, it was Alvin Jones Sr. who did the podcast. We were in his studio this time, not in mine. And we were, you know, going through some things. He was being my teacher as he was teaching me how to work his recording board as I'm thinking about um, purchasing a board um, similar to the one that he has. And so I came downstairs and we began to work in his studio. So this is a podcast that I'm going to just present to you just a way for us to loosen up a little bit while we're all sheltering in place. I know that this is a very difficult time for us all as we are in a health crisis. Um, We don't want to look at it as a crisis, but it is a health crisis, and all of us have been asked to stay inside, practice social distancing, and, you know, just try to give everybody an opportunity to try to get healthy. So while I'm sheltering in place, I have to think of creative things to do, and this is one of those creative things that I am doing, as you know. I love to do podcasts, and so... uh, Here's my podcast for you to give you something to listen to while you're at home, stuck at home anyway. You might as well listen to me. So I'm going to tune you in to the podcast that was created a couple of days ago with my husband, Alvin Jones Sr. Uh, and uh, yeah. here we go. It's your boy AJ in full effect. It's WALJ, the nation's number one stuff for music. It's home of the P-Funk, the home of the bomb. You know you get it here like you get it nowhere else on the planet. And guess what? Podcasting as we take you on another journey. Do we know where we're going? (laughs) Not at all. But here's hoping you feel us. Special guest in the house. Yo, Caroline, you over there? I'm right here. So check this out. We got no topic. We're just in here trying this out so we can have a little fun. And we figured we'd just take a little bit to send out to the universe. Are y'all ready? Ah, baby! So how you doing tonight, lady? I'm doing okay. How about yourself? Not bad at all. Good, good, good. And uh, are you excited to be trying to work out these podcasts? Well, I'm excited about trying to learn this board you know, podcasting I've been doing for a while, so I'm excited about sitting with you, though. So let me tell you what's going on here, folks. Uh, How long ago did I set you up with the podcast? Uh, uh, May. So I set her up with the podcast in May. Here we are coming up on almost April Mm -hmm. of the following year, Mm -hmm. and she's been doing a hell of a job, but I wanted her to have a little bit more control, a little bit more separation, Currently, she has a, a small mixer, she has a bunch of mics, and then she goes into her uh, audacity, you call it? Yeah, well, however it's pronounced. Yes, Odyssey. Odyssey, audacity, whatever you want to call okay, it. Okay, and that's the program mm-hmm. she's using, and I want to get her to have a little bit more control where she can really do a couple more slick things. So she's down in my studio, yep. where I have a 32-channel Tascam digital mixer, 
and she is currently getting ready to break her chips off and get her a 24 channel mixer of the same type. So I have her sitting with me pushing buttons and learning so yes. she can see how sexy this is and how I get down down here. What do you say to that? Well, so I'm in school right now. This is, this is me learning. This is me learning from the pro. So I'm down here trying to understand how to engineer this equipment so that when I'm upstairs in my own studio, I can engineer it. And then I have to teach my intern how to engineer because she's my intern, so she's going to have to learn this too. So he has to teach me, and then I have to go teach her. Well, you know what I can tell you? What? You are blessed because I'm a hell of a teacher. Okay. We're going to see. We're going to see. We're going to see. We're going to see. He over Breaking here. My hand, I know, right? He, he over here patting his own back right now, but we're going we're gonna to see how good he is. We're going to see how good he can teach me. And just, uh, you know, it's, it's when you're creative and you're in a creative mode, there's no greater joy than that because uh, one of the things about being creative is the process. A lot of people want the end result, but to me, the work is in the process. Absolutely. And it's twisting the buttons, it's turning the knobs, it's hearing how your voice sounds, it's putting your content together, it's understanding the audience you're trying to reach. All those things go into that creative process. And by doing that, when you put in that sweat equity and you come out the other side of that, it's amazing because now you can replicate it and do it over and over and over again. It's also about control because I know what I like, I know what I want, and I want to be able to control my environment. I want to be able to control my situation. I want to get what I want when I want it, and I don't want to wait for anybody or have somebody tell me that this is how I want things done. So by understanding what I'm doing, I can do whatever I want, and you know me. I like to do whatever I want. Well, I will say, uh, when, when you got your, your setup, uh, basically, I sat you down. You know, you had been, you know, like, let's, let's be clear, folks, you know, for those that don't know, you know, I have a full-fledged studio in the house, and she has been my uh, intern slash engineers for years. For almost 30 years. And when I started doing the band work, you know, so I kind of moved her over because I was doing more of the band stuff, so I was sitting behind a drum kit and not really sitting back here doing engineering-style work. But she at least had enough of a taste of that, that it's back there. It's all the way back there. Now I'm just dragging it to the front. But when she started doing podcasts, I showed her the equipment she needed. She got a basic setup. Next thing I know, she come down here like, I need another set of headphones. I need another mic stand. Next thing I know, she bringing my stuff back because she done went and got her own headphone. That's her right. Own other mic That's stand. right. I so don't want to be beholden she, to nobody. <laughs> she has jumped in with all feet. So this is going to be a very easy lift for me. Mm -hmm. It's just giving her uh, the, the tools that she required. And I'm going to tell you what I really think. Uh, I'll never forget when I got my first digital recorder. I bought a digital recorder. And it was an 8-track unit. And then I saw a 16-track unit that I thought was sexier than that. I actually had brought a second 8-track and put the two of them together to make a 16-track. But I saw the 16-track unit. So my son's birthday was coming up. So I brought it for my son first. And when I got it for my son, he mastered this thing to the point that he showed me and I went and brought my own. So I feel this is going to be the same way with her. I've been using this unit probably going on about a year and a half, probably even two years. And I haven't even unlocked half the doors in it. Hmm. And I guarantee you, you're going to go down that path and start yeah. uh, digging in and understanding what's inside this box. Yes, because once I get it, I'm going to start playing with it. I, 
I haven't really started playing with the mixer yet um, because I found a, a setting that I like and I kind of just left it there. But I know that there's still much more to do with that. But now that I'm getting the, um, the recorder, I'm probably going to basically start working on that. Reading the manual, watching some YouTube videos, trying to you know, tweak it so that I can know everything it does. Because I don't even know everything that the software program does. Yes. There's a lot more. So I'm actually part of a lot of um, um, programs in which I'm learning how to podcast better. You know, I'm part of the podcast community, as you will, so that I can learn and I'm listening to a lot of things. For um, almost 11 months, I think I've been doing really quite well. Mm -hmm. And so. let me just say this to you, uh, especially being a musician, uh, you know, I'm a natural drummer first. That's where my gifts lie. You know, fortunately, I was able to sit down with the drum kit and make a joyful noise. Then I tried to play piano and it became very apparent very quickly that I was making noise, but I can't say it was joyful. So I went and took lessons for two years so I could at least get the basics. Yeah. I'll never be Mozart, but I can sit down and play my own stuff and get around the keyboard, understand a little about mm -hmm, uh, chord, mm -hmm. melody, you know, yep. tone structure. And so the problem for you is going to be, at the end of the day, don't ever forget you are the talent. Oh, I won't forget that. So when you're the <laughs> talent, if you could just be the talent, mm -hmm. you would become great. Mm -hmm. But the problem is going to be you're going to be the talent. You're going to be the mm -hmm. engineer. Mm -hmm. You're going to be the producer. You're going to be the mechanic. You're, you're going to have to wear so many hats. So this is the reason why you can never really get deep into these uh, units. You have to literally find somebody who's deep exactly. into it and have them show you what they know because you're going to be too busy trying to book your guests and get everything together. Exactly. You're going to scratch the surface early, but the more you dig, you know, you're going to get to it. And you said a, a wonderful thing. Uh, just a little while ago, you said, I found a setting that I like, yes. and that's what I use. And listen, this is exactly what I do. When you came down here and sat with me tonight, what did I show you? I have it laid out across yes. my board. My drums go here. My basses go here. My keys go here. I have a stock setup that I use mm -hmm. so that if I get a burst of inspiration at 2 in the morning, I can run down here, fire the gear up, and I'm not fumbling around. I can start recording immediately. And that's where I want to get you to that point. Yes, that's exactly it. I don't want to be fumbling around when I have guests. I don't want to be trying to figure out what I'm trying to do. That comes later. When I have my guests in there, I want to have everything set up before they get there. I want them to sit down, and I want us to have a candid conversation. And I don't really want to be worrying about what's going on um, on these boards, which is why I have an intern, because... I can't do everything. And in, in my first couple of podcasts, you could see me try, <laughs> trying to do all this stuff. I'm, I'm hitting this, but I'm like, oops, I made that mistake, or I won't be doing that again, or what's happening over here? And then I got all this static. So this is all stuff that is like learning curves. You're like, okay, I can't do that anymore. But I love it. Uh, I, I love the whole engineering part of it. So if I could learn that part of it, I, I'm never going to give up the, the hosting the podcast part of it. But it is nice to know that you have other skills. So like, maybe when you start doing some stuff and you need somebody to come work these boards for you, I'll be able to step down here in, in, in your place oh, and yeah. help you out there. Listen, ultimately, that, that is my goal. Uh, you know you know how hard a Prince fan I am, all the folks that know me. And uh, let, let us really, truly be clear. Prince was so gifted. Forget about what he did writing songs and playing the instruments and all that. Prince was a studio wizard.
Prince could literally record his own stuff if he truly wanted to. But what he found out, it was much easier for him to have an engineer sit with him and he would just tell him what he, what he needed and they would dial it up and get it ready. And of course, with his approval. Mm -hmm. But this is how you know Prince knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. He would cut the track and then when it came time to cut the vocal, he would kick the engineer out the room and he would record his own vocal. To me, the hardest part of a song is recording the vocal. Okay, I can lay the drums down, I can get the bass, I can get everything like I want it. But getting that vocal, and, and when I say that, go grab Adore, go grab Darla Nikki, go grab Purple Rain, listen to those vocals, okay? Those vocals are special, all right? And a lot of times, like I said, he kicked the engine out and did it himself. So he's that proficient at what he does, and it would be nice when I'm in here trying to do the stuff that I'm doing, if I had you working the boards exactly. so I could go out there and really try to work on the talent side of it. You exactly. Know? And, uh, <laughs> disclaimer, uh, no, I am nowhere near as good as Prince. Just in <laughs> case y'all think I'm trying to pat myself on the back that hard. He's it ain't that hard, but damn if I don't love that man. You know what I mean? And I give him his just due. So uh, working like this, and, and like I said, you've done this before. Exactly. Uh, I remember when I first taught you uh, how to use the gear when I was up in the attic before I built the studio in the mm -hmm. basement. And uh, you literally uh, wrote produced and, and created your own song. I just came in and put the frosting on top of it and uh, you did that. So I think what we're going to do to show folks how far you've come is we're going to actually dig that song up hmm. and we'll recut it, but we'll use the toys we have today to cut it so that folks can hear it today. I tell you, that's when I got my real first taste of knowing that I really could do this. And you know, we, you and I, we talked about this before. I had always envisioned that I would be working with you. I was always going to be your, your assistant or your engineer or whatever. You taught me your whole board. I knew this stuff. And then you kicked me to the curb. But that's okay because, you know, like me and Kiana say, we always stay ready so we don't have to get ready for such a time as this. So I've been coming down here watching you and watching everything that you're doing. And I may be quiet and not saying anything, but I'm getting it all in my spirit. Look, so I'm ready. You know, my other line, everyone has to play their position. I know that. Right? Everybody can't be Michael Jordan. That's <laughs> why you need Scottie Pippen on the wing. That's why you need Steve Kerr out on the side. We can catch it and hit the three. You know, Dennis yeah. Rodman on their rebounding. Everybody plays their position because, believe me, your number will be called. And when your number be called, what'd you just say? I'll be ready. Right. That's if you, right. If you stay ready... That's you don't right. have to get ready. That's right. I don't have to get ready because I was always ready. But I, I can, um, it wasn't my time. So I, I'll, I'll give you that. But it's my time now. And I'm, and I'm taking my time, you know. So sometimes you just have to know when to just go in there and, and take what's yours. I think I spent a whole lot of time waiting for people to give me opportunities. Yes. But yes. you don't wait for people to give you opportunities. No, well, I remember the thing you said to me that... If I want something, I have to go get it. If, there's, if there is no place for me someplace, I have to make a place for myself. So, you know, I went all about trying to, to do me. So when I told you this is what I wanted to do, I just flat out said, look, this is what I want to do. You said, well, if this is what you want to do, this is what you're going to need. This, that, 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 and what did I do? I just went and got it. Absolutely. And that's, uh, you know, I, I love that philosophy. Uh, one of the things I love, I... I have a group of students I mentor at NJIT and so one day when I had a session with them you know we were talking about money and I took $20 out and I put the $20 on the table and I said you know I said 
you know, somebody here needs this. I said, but closed mouths don't get fed. That's right. And I kept harping on this. And they kept sitting there looking at me. And I was like, it's there. And, you know, and I kept going. And finally, one of the students got up, walked up, and took the $20. And I said, that's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And the whole room looked on in shock, except the person who had the $20. And I, I was giving it to him. Wasn't no, you know, renege. I was taking it back. Right. I wanted to see who was going to be bold enough to get up out that chair without me formally saying, Here's this twenty dollars. Come get it. Mm -hmm. I was given the clues and, and dropping yeah, the breadcrumbs, yeah. and somebody finally caught the message and did it. And that's what I'm talking about. Sometimes you got to make your own exactly. way. Exactly. I get it. I get it. I do a lot of waiting to. You know, I'm trying to be polite. I'm. You know. You know. I don't want to be like like donkey on um, Shrek. Hey, pick me, pick me, pick me. So I'm like, all right. So I'm I'm going to be in the background and and I'm going to watch a little bit. And they're going to say, hey, would you like to have an opportunity? But I've learned and I learned. You you know, sometimes you have to learn the hard way. Nobody ain't trying to give you no opportunities. So I'm about to take my opportunities. Absolutely. So Absolutely. that's it. That's the road I'm on right now. I don't need, I'm not waiting for somebody to tell me that I can do something. I'm just going to do what I know I can do. And what I will say also is that uh, with this uh, uh, incredible uh, pandemic, with this coronavirus going on, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of us are looking at it through the lens of, you know, all the things that is stopping us from doing. But this is a ideal time yes, it is. to flip the script on that. And now that you have this, it's not so much free time, if you will, but I don't have to go to work and, and do my normal, I don't have to drive, I don't have to go to the office. You know, I come home, I can work from home. So while I'm here and I have this extended time, this is time that I can work on other parts of my craft, other things that I can't get to during that eight hours that I'm at the job. Yes. So this is the perfect opportunity to take something that is uh, being viewed through a negative lens and flip it into the positive lens mm -hmm. and invest in yourself. Work on the things that you're trying to do, things that you can't get to because your J-O-B is holding you back. This is prime time. If we come out of this two, three week, you know, <laughs> 50, 60 days for all we know, mm -hmm. quarantine, and we have not made an improvement in exactly. our own personal life, mm -hmm. that's shame on us. That's what I say so too. So use this time wisely. So this is our time to dig in and, and go within self. And that's exactly how I see it. I don't see it as a punishment. I don't see it as a, a woe is me, why is this happening? I see it as opportunity. Because every single hour of every single day, I try to do something. If I'm at work, then obviously, from the time I go to work, 7.30 in the morning to 3.30 in the afternoon, which is my hours, I'm doing the work of that job. Whatever that job needs me to do, I'm doing it. That's what they pay me for from 7.30 to 3.30. But then after that, it's my time. And it would be shame on me if I put more effort into my 7.30 to 3.30 working for somebody else than I do for my own self. So I'm always working. I'm always grinding. I'm always trying something new, um, perfecting this or perfecting that. I'm always writing. I'm always pulling something together. I'm always working, period. And, and that's the beauty, again, of working from home is uh, let's, let's, folks, let's be honest, okay? Look at, now, stop, stop what you're doing. Stop. Put down what's in your hand. Turn, look at the speaker. Look, if you are at a job and you're in that building for eight hours of that day, look me in the face and tell me how many of those eight hours you seriously working. You ain't working those straight eight hours. Look at your boy AJ. Stop. You're lying. Okay? You're doing about five, 
six tops. So when you work from home, you are literally doubling your output because in addition to doing your job, I have the ability to do all this other stuff. I have my, mm -hmm. my work laptop set up here in the studio. I got one of these rolling chairs. I literally slide back and forth between my work stuff and my home stuff. I am literally doubling my output. Exactly. And I am loving it. As a matter of fact, I worked so hard the first day I was home that, I, that when I went to bed that night, I looked up and felt guilty. I was like, man, I work way too hard <laughs> on my day from home. I need to balance this thing. Exactly. So listen, invest in yourself, folks. This is your time. This is your time. Exactly. Don't shirk your responsibilities because your nine to five is what's paying those bills. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying to you is use the time wisely. You can do your nine to five and knock that out in them four, five hours that you actually are working. And those other four, three hours, you work on your stuff and you blend the two. You're going to be a whole person. This is holistic energy that you're going to get for yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't, I, I can't even imagine that I'm not going to putting put in the same amount of time that I put into my nine to five that I'm going to put into me. I'm always going to put into me. I'm always going to do something. So what you got going on down here in this studio? Uh, so what I was trying to work on is uh, I have an archive of songs that I've been digging through. And uh, I had this one song in particular I wanted to record. And when I tried to record it, it's giving me this metronome loop that's just irking me. And I, this has happened on several songs. I'm trying to figure out why that happens. Uh, I don't, I think I have a little idea, but I don't know if that's the truth of what's going on. Mm -hmm. So if I can't solve that problem, then I'm going to have to have this metronome clicking in the background, which I can't stand. Uh, to me, it takes away the flavor of the original song. So, that, you know, I'm a perfectionist enough that it irks me. Another thing that I want to work on is I had brought a sampler uh, many years ago. One of the low-end, low-budget samples, because I wasn't one of those hip-hop kids that sampled. Uh, I was one that played live instrumentation. But I did do a couple of sample-based songs with it. And I just found an old track that I loved. Uh, actually, me and my son had it. Um, when my son was a young uh, child, I actually used his voice on a couple samples. And... Uh, I know what the song, the sounds are supposed to be, but the sampler, that, that disc, this took floppy disc, y'all, so you know we're talking about a while. A long uh, time ago. <laughs> the floppies are, are corrupt, and now they don't work. So uh, I have to figure out a way to recreate those samples and try to fly them into my new setup. So those are a couple of things that will yeah. give me some uh, inspiration to, to go back into the past so I can move up to the, to the future. I also brought a couple of pieces of new gear. I have a, a, a Lessie's drum pad. So years ago, I used to take my, my sticks and I used to drum my, my drum grooves into my, uh, uh, you know, sequence music. I also brought a new uh, Akai XR20 drum machine where I can kind of, you know, tap in some patterns. That was, I, I missed that connection of, of creating my own drum beats like that because mm -hmm. I've been doing it on the keyboard forever lately. So, uh, you know, if you do something forever for the same way, it kind of gets a little stale. Yeah. And then I did buy a, a Kai controller that actually does samples, but it doesn't do samples in a traditional way where you can hook the mic up to it and fly them in. You actually have to snatch the samples in and then manipulate them after the fact. So, so I got a lot, a lot of things on my plate that, that I'll be working on that'll give me some enjoyment. So you know what that means? That means we got to get down here and start, you know, playing around and recreating some of that past stuff you're talking about. Well, one song in particular that is just killing me that I do not have. 
Uh, I did a song with my daughter. Uh, that song is called The Pop-Tarts. Well, your daughter, my daughter, our yes. daughter. And I do not <laughs> have, I don't have a, a cassette version of it. I don't have a MIDI file of it. I can vaguely hear the drum groove in my head. Uh, the only thing I have is the lyrics. And so without the music, I, what I always tell you about when there are words on paper. You said when there's words on paper, it's just poetry. It's poetry. Yeah. It's not a song. It's just poetry. So I don't have the music mm -hmm. that goes with it because it was so long ago. How old was Key when I did that oh song? Oh, my gosh. She, she was like seven, seven or eight, eight years, years old. old. Yeah. You know, she's 33 now. You know I know, what I mean? right? So I can't remember that music anymore, but I have the lyrics. So, so recreate it. I, I'm, I, but the problem is it won't have that, that original flavor. I would love to have the original. Then you could remix it. So basically what I would do is it's going to be a remix because it'll never be the original that it was. Yeah. So, she loved that song too. And the other part of it is, is she don't have that cute seven-year-old voice <laughs> no more. She a mama with her own child. She working for the state. She got her own problems. She can't bring that, that childlike innocence to that song that's she true. did that's over 20-some-odd years ago. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. So that's what I got in the fire. What you working on? Well, I'm working on I'm working on a few things right now. Actually, I'm I have started doing some online classes. So you know, my biblical studies classes is online, but I also have a writing class that I'm putting online as well. It's going um, live in April, so I'm working on the content of that, and it's going to be a lot of audio. Plus, on top of that, I got a couple of new books that I'm working on. I got my play that I'm bringing back, so I'm you know taking the kinks out of that. Uh, what else am I doing? Uh, I'm doing quite a bit of stuff right now. We're doing our readers theater, so there's gonna be a lot of audio. I'm doing my audio books, so keeping myself busy, keeping my my voice out there because you know, I want people to get to 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 recognize my voice. So when you hear me, you say, "Oh, I know her. That's Caroline Thea Jones. I know who she is." Right. So I'm just trying to keep my voice out there. So you know, that's what I'm doing. All right. Well, this was not a full-fledged uh, podcast. We just wanted to... Uh, yeah, but we're going to hear some of the stuff that we did. And I wanted to plug, uh, you know, plug it in so we could try it out, see what it looks mm -hmm. like, and, and just give a feel. And I'll give you this, uh, have you fly it into your system where you can then manipulate okay. it. Because this way, I'm showing you how you record into my 32-channel uh, recorder. Right. And now you'll be able to take your uh, unit, hook it up to it, clean it up the way you want to, mm -hmm. so that now when you get your 24-track unit, you've seen the process, you can step your way through it, and you can refine it any way you see fit. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Just to let them know what's, what's going on, too. I've been learning how to do a lot of editing, so I do a lot of editing. My, my shows are not live. I, I'm, I'm looking to go live soon, but my shows are not live now, so I clean it up a little bit, get rid of some of the dead spaces so that things are a little bit um, free-flowing. Um, so when I go, when he gives me this particular track that we're doing, I guess I'll clean this up too, right? Absolutely. Okay, that sounds like a plan. Right, give us a parting shot. What you got? Um, well, I'm looking forward to um, working, continuing to work, but I'm also looking forward to working with you because that has been something that I, I wanted to do for a while now. So I think the... Um, the Jones and Jones, I think that's what they called us. Was it Jones and Jones? Oh, no. Bethay and Jones, was, Jones and Bethay, Jones, Jones and Bethay. What did we say? We were <laughs> J and B. J and B. Back in the day with your brother. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did Might a lot of flesh that song out too. That I was know, right, shit. right. We did yeah. a lot of early work together. <laughs> so you know, our early work was dynamic. I'm telling you, we did some stuff together. See, he he just want to say he always says that my words on paper when I was doing my songwriting was just poetry. But what he did not really understand about me is that even though they were words on paper, they were full songs to me because I had the melody in my head. I had everything in my head. I could sing the song. And it was always so funny because I would sing the song for him and give him the song. And by the time he got it back to me, it was nothing like I gave him at all. Yes, it was better. <laughs> and, and that's a matter of opinion right there. But, um, but yeah, I, I love this stuff. So I, I think that, um, you know, it would be good to be able to revisit revisit that part of our life, that um, our early part, because when we first started, it was really, really, really great, you know, working together. Right. And for me, it's, it's real simple. Uh, I do think very deep inside me, there's a teacher inside of me, and I think I'm very logical in the way that I teach, and, and then I like to step outside the box and, and, and allow people to take that journey down paths that they may not have taken without getting a little sip of that water. And I know that we're going to get back into that mindset. Mm -hmm. It'll allow us to get that creative juices flowing. I always said we work best when your lyrics are married to my music. Exactly. And then now throwing the engineering piece into it, we can uh, feed off each other and just build each other into a stronger foundation. Exactly. So they're, not, I, they're not ready for us, though. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, <laughs> little quick thing. Can I get my music to come back out? And we'll take this thing out of here. You no. know what I'm saying? You can't because it's on the wrong screen. Okay, so this is where that engineering stuff comes in. <laughs> That's why you need the engineer. You just point to him, be like, yo, what you doing? Ah, uh, yes. Again, it's been my pleasure. You've been rocking live with WALJ. Had a special guest coming out of the novel to Go Productions. Listen, y'all ain't ready, but you better get ready. And if you're not ready, this coronavirus is going to take out the weak and keep the strong standing. So make sure you're one of the strong. You're riding live, W-A-L-J, one, two, three, full effect, doing what we do best. Are they ready? They not ready. Are they ready? They not ready. Are they ready? They not ready. They ain't ready. Yo, people, I say, breathe. Gotta go. See y'all later.